Action Park Media. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glutton. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. Welcome to the American Glutton Q&A, where Paige, Dorian, Nee Goodman, and I... Am I throwing people off by saying Nee Goodman? Well, it is a little confusing if you don't know me. My maiden name was Goodman, then I became Dorian, and technically I'm also Crespo currently. So maybe we just don't get into this. All right. Let's start again. (laughs) No, let's keep all of this in so that we have the explanation out there if anybody cares. Okay. Where she and I answer your questions. Here is a question from John. Hi, John. John says, how do I feel more confident going to the gym? I already feel stupid doing these movements and definitely feel like I'm doing them incorrectly and being judged. How did you start? Yeah, dude, I wish I had had more confidence when I first went to the gym, but I also wish I had had more confidence just in life and gone to the gym before I went to the gym. Like, I I think I lost well over a hundred pounds before I ever set foot in a gym. And then I didn't have a lot of confidence. You know, I think if you can talk to anybody at the gym that looks like they know what they're doing and just say hello and, and, and get into some kind of rapport with them, that can be helpful. That can be, that can create more confidence. I found that my confidence grows the more I force myself to communicate with others. So if I'm in a situation where I'm feeling very introverted, I will push through that and just find somebody to talk to and be interested in what they're doing. What are they doing? What are they doing here? I want to ask them questions about their experience here. And the more I do that, the more comfortable I feel. But I think that the the reality is that everybody at the gym is rooting for you. I don't think that there are any people at the gym who are, I mean, you know, there's assholes everywhere. So sure. maybe not everybody, but the, but really, and I'm sure you could find like that Cobra Kai gym where they're just all dicks. That's possible <laughs> too. Just find there. But I think for the most part, the, the majority of the gyms that I've been in, people are there exercising and everybody's kind of they're doing the same thing. So you already have this agreement that physical activity is beneficial because you're all doing that, right? Mm -hmm. And so you're with like-minded people to some degree. So I think, you know, without distracting somebody, if somebody's in the middle of a very heavy squat or something like that, you, you obviously don't want to tell them, excuse me, could you stop doing that so I could ask you some questions? Wait till they're done. And then talk to people, and I think you will find that it's actually a very welcoming place, Mm -hmm. the gym. The majority of gyms I've been to have been welcoming. I'm certainly welcoming when people talk to me. And when I see people at the gym who are in clearly new to the gym, I'm rooting for them way more than I'm rooting for the dude who looks great or the, the gal who looks like she's been doing it for a long time. So 
that can be a nice added bit of confidence. Like remember that, that people are actually rooting for you for the most part, obviously. I'm rooting for you, yeah. John. So remember that. If you happen to stumble into the Cobra Kai gym where they're all dicks, I hope everybody understands this reference. It's the it's Karate, karate kid. kid. Yeah. And there was like a dojo of, of jerks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure that exists. But I think nowadays you're not really supposed to be a jerk anymore. No. It's kind of culturally looked down upon. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that you find that so often. If you go into Gold's, I mean, I mean, there are cert- there've got to be gyms that are more intimidating. But I think for the most part, gyms are a place where people are trying to better themselves. And so to have a person there who clearly is at the beginning of the path of bettering themselves, I think the only rational thing to do is to root for that person. Mm-hmm. And how did you first do that? Because... Like at what weight were you or where were you in your – I know you've had a lot of different ups and downs in your journey from beginning to lose weight to where you are today. But how did you first decide like, okay, I'm going – I'm going to exercise now. I'm going to go in and like how do you – you know? I didn't even do it. Brandy did it. Brandy Mm. And Brandy has done this a number of times with me when I've had – I don't know. What are we calling a peak and what are we calling a valley? Well, it depends on which way we do this graph. Is a peak weight gain and a valley weight loss or is that inverse? You tell me, Paige. You Let, make a call on this. Let's say a peak. Let's make it positive. Okay. A so peak, a peak is weight loss. Yes. And okay. So hit a valley. In a couple of my valleys. Mm-hmm. Well, first, the first one was a peak. So mm-hmm. I had lost a bunch of weight and Brandy came home one day and this was probably... 2003 or 2004 and just said I bought you a package of training sessions with uh, a guy who's fantastic named Eric the trainer and I was like what are these words I don't know the words you just said Mm -hmm. what and she was like yeah you're gonna go to a gym and a guy is gonna show you how to work out and I was so not into it Mm -hmm. and almost like the kid on his first day of school I think Brandy had to drive me there and like walk me in. This is really emasculating saying all of this, by the way. It's okay. And then there was Eric. By the way, we should get Eric on the show. Yeah. Um, who's like the most fun, affable, smiley guy who's like, we're working out is fun and we're going to lift weights and let's go. Woohoo. You know, all this. And he's like a great cheerleader. Mm-hmm. And then he, that was my very first like, Here's what you do at a gym. You know, I had no idea. I had literally no idea. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd ever been in a gym before 2003. Wow. Yeah. And so I worked out with him for a long time and then I regressed. I had some valleys. I had a mega valley. And then I think I woke up in like 2016, mm-hmm. deep, deep in a valley. And, uh, had gained a ton of weight and was not exercising. And, you know, a few years prior to that, I had gone to France and ridden every stage of the Tour de France and was, had like was in incredible shape. And then I decided I, I wanted to gain weight. I wasn't happy with how thin I was. And I gained a bunch of weight and woke up one day to Brandy saying, like, I found a new trainer for you and you're going to go see him. And I don't actually remember that guy's name, but I did because she had already paid for it. It was way too expensive. And then 
I was more concentrating on weightlifting than with this guy. And then I went away to work on a movie and, and, or no, a TV show in San Francisco and just was like, I like lifting weights. And so I continued to do that on my own. And then I got interested in like, how do you do that? Really? Like what's the most beneficial way to lift weights? I, I also tore my bicep at the end of 2016 and so had to go another one of my um, ideas was I want to do this without hurting myself. But now I, I'm like excited to find a new gym. I, I travel for work a lot. And one of the first things I do is go online and look at all the gyms around whatever hotel I'm staying at to go like, I'm going to try all these different gyms and figure out which one I like the best and go there. And it's like fun for me to go to a new gym now. But I utterly, utterly empathize with not feeling confident. I just want you to know like every single person in there is in there trying to improve themselves. Yeah. So you're you're just entering into that game with them. Mhm. Yeah, I mean it can sometimes act like you're going into the homecoming dance in high school and you don't think you look as good as all the other people there or whatever. Like it, it can have that, especially if you're just starting out, right? And he's saying like, I feel dumb doing these movements already or like, I'm, you know, they're not familiar to him. So he's obviously getting his thing. It can be a tricky spot. So I, I love that you said, you know, you're rooting for John and people are rooting for you and everyone's in there for the same reason. It is to improve themselves in some way. So it, does it... Well, well, let me say something, and I, I want you to remember what you're going to ask me. But mm -hmm. I want to say, and this, what you said made me think of this. When he's talking about feeling dumb doing the movements, another way to increase your confidence is to have a real plan. Mm. I know exactly what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I know what I'm doing for the next three weeks every day at the gym, let alone tomorrow. So. When I go in, there's no moment of what should I do, which I think what should I do or what should I do next can lead to feeling insecure, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's a great diving board for total insecurity and giving up is like not not knowing a plan. By the way, I just watched the uh, King Richard movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure he didn't come up with this, but- I thought it was great. Made me cry a bunch of times. I and like, see it. what a what a what a great story! But he would um, pin up signs in the tennis court while he was teaching his kids to play tennis that said, "If you fail to plan, you plan to fail." Mm -hmm. I doubt that that's his slogan, mm -hmm. but what a great slogan! And I think that there's some accuracy there, right? So knowing what you're going to do, great. You now have another bit of confidence because you know what you're going to do. Then if we get into the idea of knowing that you're doing correctly what you're going to do, right? Like mm -hmm. um, there are certainly ways you can do some of the stuff in a gym that can hurt you or that is just incorrect uh, mechanically for your body, mm -hmm. right? And so you don't want to do that. I've certainly done stuff incorrectly and it's been embarrassing. And so the greatest resource for this is YouTube. Nice. YouTube has all kinds of um, really wonderful tutorials that you can look at and learn exactly the form. And then this can be another opening. I feel like I'm giving dating advice, like how to talk to chicks in a bar, <laughs> which I would never know how to do either. But if you see somebody doing what you're going to do, 
you can ask them, right. hey, how are you know, you want to pick somebody who looks like they're doing it well. And then you can talk. That's a good opener to speak to people at the gym. And then you have people, then you go to the gym and you're saying hi to people and suddenly you're a regular and it's like, cheers, you know? Yeah. Like if you're not there, it's weird and people are wondering where you are. Mm -hmm. Those are all kinds of ways I would think of increasing my confidence in a gym. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You know, yeah, you go from feeling like I'm alone here doing something I'm not comfortable with yet to like just talk to one person, talk to another person, and then you're building a community, really, right? You're building like hopefully uh, feeling a part of something and not feeling so alone and like you don't know what you're doing, you know? Yeah. I'm not really a super chatty person. Mm -hmm. I don't go to the gym to talk to people, mm -hmm. but I do – like having people there that I am familiar enough with to say, hello, how right. are you? You know what I mean? Like yeah. that to me is a benefit of this whole action that we're talking about of introducing yourself. Hi, mm -hmm. I'm John. This is my first day here. Just wanted to say hello. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I also think a plan is really good. Now having a plan, you can get into like your overall plan, your long-term plan, what you want out of this throughout the course of your life. And then you're going to have to have a bunch of sub plans to get you there. Right. And so you can get very specific with the type of exercise you want and you don't have to stick with anything forever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you could hit your bench PR and go like, now I want to be a rock climber. That's a whole different way of using your body. I could never do that because I'm way too heavy, but you could want to suddenly be interested in functional movements, right? And swinging kettlebells and maces and, and doing more of these kind of, uh, I think, you know, clean and jerks and, and stuff like that. What's like, a mason? You just said mason? Maces. Uh, maces? A mace. It's a big piece of like a pipe with okay. a weighted ball at one end. Got it. People destroy their shoulders swinging those around. Mm, mm. But like, you know. If you're strictly interested in fat loss, then maybe you're doing some cardio and some weightlifting, right? Mm -hmm. And and so I still think having a plan with those things is important. Mm -hmm. And and then you're going into the gym with a plan. So like I would think that would increase confidence. Yeah, love it. Yeah, great. It's uh, it's funny. I um, <laughs> many years ago. I didn't have a plan. I just knew like I got to exercise and I was like pretty unhappy and did not know what to do in the gym. Um, and I would sometimes go, I belonged to like, um, I think it was an LA fitness or something, just, you know, very big space, lots of machines, lots of people, et cetera. And I would go. And if I were um, particularly insecure that morning or didn't want to be there, whatever, I'd like walk in and walk around the entire place, maybe go to the bathroom, maybe get some water at the water fountain and then just like leave, <laughs> not work out at all. Just yes. like, I can't do this today. I can't, I can't, I can't. Or this is similar to, here's my overshare, <laughs> similar to not knowing how to roller skate well as a kid. I would just really like roller skate super slow around the outside. Like I was really upset about something. Yeah. Just because I couldn't do what everybody else was doing. Anyway, so I would do that at the gym. Or my now husband, we were not married at the time. We belonged to this gym together. And if we had a little disagreement in the car on the way there, 
I'd let him go in and I would just pace the parking lot and not go in. And that's how much I didn't know what to do and how much I didn't want to be in there. Yes. It can be a very intimidating place to be. But it's funny. You said something earlier about how it's not cool anymore to be a dick, right? Like we're actually in a we're in a time where we're supposed to be good to each other and we're supposed to be encouraging and accepting of people's differences and all that. So I can't think of a better time to embark upon something that you may not feel super comfortable with yet. You know what I mean? Because you're right. You're not supposed to be. We're not. Hopefully. Well, it's a very weird time because niceness is certainly like I think a um, – cultural insisted set of behaviors, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, there seems to me to be a lot less tolerance for people we have these kind of almost dogmatic or religious disagreements with. And Mm. this is all about the perspective with which you view the world. And I think mostly it gets into like weird political things where it's like, I pray to the elephant God or I pray to the donkey God and... Uh, if you pray to the other God, you are going to hell, right? There's a lot of that too. Sure. So I think there, are, you are allowed to be mean to your political rivals. <laughs> right. Right. But at a gym, mm-hmm. I don't really think people are being dicks at the gym anymore. Yeah. And the other thing that I thought of that I wanted to say is every single person in there believes that they have the right technique and the right form and they know how to do something. Mm. And any one of them would be happy to show you, Mm -hmm. you know? I think it is pretty easy to talk to people at the gym. Yeah, and do you think there's any, is it kind of six to one, half a dozen the other, or is there any benefit to like, you know, you can go to a gym where there's a lot of machines and free weights and all kinds of like a traditional gym like that. You can also join a place where you're going to classes, you know, and, um, I always think of classes more for gals. mm, I was going to say another word. You're about to say another word. Yeah. Um, tricks. Uh, yeah, that's true. I think of classes for gals. Now I am a father for girls and I have a wife. And so the majority of the people in my life that are going to workout classes are gals. Mm Mm-hmm. That's why I think I think of that. Yeah, I, I don't because I have been to classes and seen a lot of men, like uh, whether it's a spin class or, you know, there's CrossFit classes, which is popular with the guys. Sure. And there's um, – I've, I've even seen – yeah, I've seen men in a lot of different classes. So I don't Fair know enough. so much. I don't but mean to shame John away from no, going No, no, no. I was just curious if – you know, again, now we're off on a tangent, but like are you – do you personally have um, an opinion on that? Like, is it best to start in a, you know, a gym? Is it best to start in a place that has classes? Is it best to just get started and get going on whatever you will stick with? I, yeah, again, I think any use of the body in a way that isn't going to injure the body is beneficial. Mm. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if you should go to a class or – I think that comes down to exactly what you want. Most of those classes I kind of think of as cardio. Mm-hmm. And so I prioritize resistance training over cardio right now. I mm-hmm. still do cardio. Mm-hmm. But for me, the majority of what I do is resistance training. So if I think of these classes as cardio – I don't I don't need a whole cardio class. I don't want a whole cardio class. Right. But if you want a whole cardio class, maybe that's great. Yeah, those are good to do. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, great. Yeah. John, thank you for your question. 
If you have a question that you'd like Ethan to answer on this podcast, please send it to us at AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely. Sincerely.